Whether it's the East Coast or the West, there's only one league who brings out the people like no other. URL. URL's Traffic 3 is the first MC battle event on the West Coast to ever sell out weeks in advance. The excitement is at an all-time high as the biggest event to ever hit the West Ladies Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, Quarantine Dream Team is back. France and Vlad, Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. Today we got a special episode for you. We're going back into the hot tub time machine into the rewind chamber and we're revisiting a URL TV dot TV classic traffic three France. What it do, baby. Glad what's up, man. Uh, I'm really excited to do this retrospective podcast with you because uh, this is an idea we've talked about for a long time. Like going back to like educate people and events, the storyline. Because you you've seen my crib, you've uh, seen the battle rap wall I have. I have a battle rap yep. wall full of flyers that um, yep. events I've been to, pay per views I've copped, or things that I know all about. And the URL Traffic Three event honestly doesn't doesn't get enough credit. I think it's pretty underrated. It's probably one of the best events of 2017. It was a gem. Oh, hands down. It was hands a gem. Hands down. It was a pure gem. Like. An uncut gem. Mmm. Um, we did a poll on Twitter briefly asking everybody. First, we, we took suggestions like, hey, you know, what what podcast would you like to see? Uh, what event would you like to see a podcast on? And then we did a poll of the top four events that were nominated. Some of them managed to. Everybody wants to hear Summer Madness 2, and it's, it's going to happen. It's, we're going to get to it. But I, I feel like Summer Madness 2 is the is the story your uncle tells all the time when you see him that he forgets <laughs> that he's told you. You know what I mean, Vlad? Like, it's that one even, It's that one story. It's like... I know it's yeah, you. I was like, at the Willis-Reed game at the Garden when he came back after the bum knee. We know Willis-Reed was injured. He came out of the hallway. Everyone went crazy in the Knicks one. We know. We it's, know. It's like Tell unk. us another story. Like Unk, I, I get it, and then he starts saying the story, then you start lip syncing it with, like with him, and you're like, "I, right, I get it." <laughs> so we'll we'll get to Summer Madness two in the near future, but Traffic three, it's such a beautiful event in my opinion, um, the third Traffic of its kind because Traffic one was really an expansion effort to go out to the west. Um, I was tra- just testing the market at first, Traffic one. Truthfully, it, it was just one big like, uh, let's see what's out there. You know exactly. Traffic 2 is when it got a little bit more serious. They made Pass come over for King of the Dot headline. Mm-hmm. And they had Briz headlining. And I mean, Pass versus Briz on paper sounds incredible. More importantly, it sounds like a big match. But at the time, it wasn't a big match. And truth be told, those was a couple of small cards, B. If you look at the way it was shot and the amount of people that were there. I mean, the crowd that was there was amazing. Like People were turning up for it, but... It wasn't what Traffic 3 was. Traffic 3 was like, oh, we have arrived. We have a hardcore fan base out here. We have people who know how to act accordingly. And we have people who are willing to give it up. And yo, France, people showed up and showed out for this event. It was no longer a small room, small time, West Coast URL event. This was just a URL event. Yeah, it, it became its it became its own like real 
oh, this is one of them ones. Like, now we can kind of anomalate this next to uh, Summer Madness and, and Gnome. Like, can we? Can traffic be one of those events? Can traffic be that? And it was starting to look like it. And mainly because of the first announcement. You get Tayrock and Disaster as an announcement for, for traffic as a headliner. And I'm just like, wow, what? First off, what a style clash. And, and we just had Tayrock come off the Hall of the Dawn battle. He's having a champion of the year, MVP like year. What was right. your first reaction when you saw that was the headliner? Were you automatically sold on whatever was going to come from this? I mean, f- fresh off the Hollow the Dawn battle, and you know, you're thinking, oh, Diz on the West? This might be a little different than the Diz that we got versus T Rex out east. So, figuring homies in his backyard, Tay Rock's fresh off this Hollow battle, this is going to be something special. Yes, yes, that's exactly how I felt too. And it was announced. Fairly early, like not too long after the Hollow battle, Summer Man is six. So you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, Tay Rock is battling Hollow and Disaster back to back. Like right. nobody's nobody's done this. Yeah. Two different, complete, you know, styles. Two leaders on the board. Two all-time greats. Like this is Tay Rock's moment to really show, like, yo, I'm gonna slay two dragons back to back with this one. And uh, Disaster just coming off the Oxy battle. So he gets to have another headliner back in his hometown. Facts. And a chance to, you know, do his thing back at home. Get redemption. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, always, I always looked at that Oxy battle like, yo, Diz was putting on a show for the world. And Oxy came to battle disaster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To put have, on like crazy. Not to segue too far. Have you got a chance to rewatch that battle? It's very political. Like, I actually could show that to a non-casual fan or a brand new fan and they can follow because Oxy gets so deep into the U.S. politics or like, you know, disaster ethnicity that it's actually a really good battle. Yeah, I think it, I think it just kind of got a little bit lost in the sauce and whatnot. But when you break it down, there's heavy content in these battles. And I know a lot of times people always say, oh, Disby rambling, this, 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 that. But, yo, Disby having mad content in his battles, too, when you break it down and you be if you're looking for it, it's there. Personally, like at, at some point in time, I don't know if it's gonna take a whole podcast, but maybe I write a piece about it and just reflect on Oxy and Disaster because I feel like that's a very important moment in battle rap history of somebody transitioning over and the whole way that battle got set up and the impact that on it afterwards. But Disaster coming off the Oxy battle and Rock coming off the Hollow battle, like these guys both just came off of like you can say they were premier matches. Absolutely. And, and and so I'm here pretty excited, like, okay, like let's let's see Rock on the Road. You know what I'm saying? Uh the rest of the card, I I run through the, the, the battles on the card real quick and then we're gonna talk about the storylines and the and the narrative at the time. We had Rumnity and DNA on the card, mm-hmm. Shotgun Shug and Ill Will, mm-hmm. J C and T Top, Danny Myers and K Shine, which is rescheduled, and Gucci right. Gotti and Av. But the Danny Myers and Keshawn battle was really intri- intriguing to me because at the time, Keshawn started to look like he he was biting more than he can chew. Mm. He had the battle with Old Red. And, I mean, it's just a par battle, right? It's a pedestrian Keshawn. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was nothing special. But then against Hitman, he was the overwhelming favorite. And Hitman kind of, you know... Yeah. It kind of showed him a little Call bit of a level. That one. Yeah, he, yeah, he caught the dub in that one. And so 
he's having a bit of like a struggle with Red, a little bit of a struggle with Hitman, and he had Danny Mize and Young Cannon back-to-back, and Keishon was also having, uh, I think, his daughter being born at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Right>? <laughs> he so, was. So, so I mean, the reason why he couldn't make it out to the battle is because you know, his baby mother went to labor. Like, he has to be there. He's not going to miss the birth his of his child. His wife went into labor, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to miss the... the, the, the the birth of his child for a battle. For I Danny mean, Myers. Especially not for Danny Myers. I mean, you know, so like, I understood that rescheduling. It made sense. And more importantly, he stopped for a minute and rescheduled the gun cannon battle and, and just said, I'll take Danny a month later. Might have been a Absolutely. smart thing because I, I, you know, him and Danny came out really fire on volume. And I'll always say to myself, big, what if, what if Kayshawn battled Danny Myers that day there? Yo, I just remember Danny Myers not understanding why K-Shine wanted to be there at the birth of his kid. Like, I would have showed up and still battled. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, you got 23 kids. So you missing the birth of one. It ain't a big deal. You know what I'm saying? K-Shine is trying to be there. And Danny's like, oh, man, he ducked my battle. He ducked. I'm like, dude. He's having a kid that's being born. They're NBA players and NFL players that miss important games due to the birth of their kids. Battle rap will still be here, Danny. Well said, Vlad. Well said. But, you know, I also feel like he felt a little left out because this was the beginning of the the West Coast package. This is like, you book me, you got to book my two guys too, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> where you, where, where you, got, where you got Roman Geechee and, and Danny. And then later on, B-Doc was also a surprise battle on this card. Yes. Which we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, Danny Myers, he's a warrior. And Gluizzi, coming off the Geechee Gotti battle, who look really yes. good. They look really good against each other, Geechee and Glue. Yeah. Because like- at that time, yeah, at that time, Geechee just came off the Glue battle and they were both... On fire, Glue Easy was smoking at that time, fresh off of that battle. So it's not like the the Glue we're seeing now, who's climbing back up the ranks. This guy was on fire following the Gucci Gatti battle. Yeah, this is probably the most momentum he actually had going into things. Probably, you know, like this is like, oh, I'm really excited to see Glue Easy. So he he stepped in with I think a week's prep. Mm-hmm. To to battle Danny and Danny might do the same, and you know Danny's a warrior. He'll take it. And Glue is just that guy that's hungry and saying, hey, you get to fly me to Cali? Sure, why the fuck not? I'll do it. Yeah. Facts. And so the surprise battle of this card, B-Dot and Emerson Kennedy, what was your initial reaction when the pay-per-view starts? Bam. This is Avocado's first time directing a pay-per-view for URL, so now the partnership has been created, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then you see... B-Doc come to the stage. This is a guy who has been fighting about not doing a PG for years. Is battling top tiers on King of the Die and, and on other leagues. And, and here he is on URL doing a PG, the first ever PG on a pay-per-view stream. I ain't gonna lie, friends. The BRI was kept under wraps for this one. I had no clue that this was gonna happen, and it was truly a shock to me. When I saw B-Dot walked out, I literally stood up off the couch and was like, yo, like, yo, this is going to get crazy right now. Then when he said versus Emerson Kennedy, I was like, yo, I know Emerson is crazy. I don't know what to really expect from this battle right now, but I know that I'm excited to see B-Dot on URL. I know I I was hyped when I seen B-Dot come out. Yeah. And the crowd went crazy. Like, they really popped for him. Yeah, I love that B-Dot, too, because he kind of came out there and just... Bars. 
Just bars. Yeah, first he, round. He, he, bars. He, 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 he decided to leave the, the knowledge, the consciousness alone for a minute and mm-hmm. show the world I can punch. I can punch very well. Yes. And, and and this isn't difficult for me to punch. You know what I'm saying? Actually, Vlad, I got a chance to speak with B dot because okay. traffic traffic three was the second event I started covering once I launched LTBR. This is actually mm-hmm. pre you, so this is actually before your era. <laughs> <laughs> this is the solo era. <laughs> this is the solo era of LTBR before uh-huh. Vlad collided worlds with us and became the, the, the head honcho of the, and the brand concierge that he is. <laughs> I appreciate those kind of words, player. So you know I and team. I I had an interview with B dot and we talked right after the Emerson Kennedy battle mm-hmm. and I and I was telling him like, yo, I'm, I'm really proud that you got up there and showed that you can adapt on URL, but you gotta take me through your thought process in that second round. Because you know, people that, that make that crossover from King of the Dot to URL a lot of times have been successful but passed with somebody that struggled very bad to make that transition and Emerson Kennedy's first round was incredible Vlad yo so after B-Dot's first round right I'm like oh shit let's get it popping I'm like this cat is going crazy crowd is going wild smoke all around the room smack is like yeah shun yeah we got another one of these cats on our roster and yo Emerson Kennedy came back out and said, yo, this ain't about you right now, my brother. There's two of us here on this stage. I'm about to steal this shit right back from you. And friends, Emerson was bombing away. He matched B-Dot's energy. He matched his charisma. He matched the flow. He matched the punches. And I said, yo, this is how we're starting off the night. This is crazy right now. It was probably one of the best battles to set a night off ever. Like I can't, Crazy. I can't, I can't to this day. I still, I can't think of an event where like the first battle of the night set the event off so crazy where like I'm watching it and I have no clue what's gonna happen. You know because <laughs> because B dot's first round, he just he he has so many punches. It was so good. I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean he's home. Uh, what's Emerson gonna do here? And Emerson Emerson came out with with the street fire to punchline. Right, he, he can't. You, he can't. He, uh, you're supposed to eat off organic, not let organic eat off. Organic eat off for you. Like, man, why is it support the black business until it comes to his rap interests? Because we've been building a black smack presence while he's KOTD and dance sessions, shooking and jiving for organic, showing how B dot shoot. Well, brother, we supposed to eat organic, not watch him eat off you, nigga. Hold on. <laughs> The fans and the fans start to tout him over at LABG. They said there was something about him before Cortez on KOTD, where he wrapped three rounds of gun lines with a little substance at the end. And just who you put faith in to have conscience coming from his pen? First, Danny, he spoke to the black queens on just how far choosing the right mate could take them. Then his next time in the ring, he sounded like all them niggas he warned y'all to stay away from, nigga. Hold on. And that's why he. And facts. He sounded like all oh, the niggas you warned him to stay away from. Oh, and then he was angling him too. Like, <laughs> I press look me personally, Vlad. I don't say this about a lot of battles, 
This yeah. is a battle that I think deserves a million views. No, absolutely, man. It's a shame that it doesn't have a million views, man. It's a shame, but this was one of them ones, man. Yo, watching that battle, I'm like, yo, Emerson Kennedy just came back, stole the thunder, and ran away at the finish line with the first round? Like, what's happening here right now? Hold on, hold on. on. I was that bad black kid doing what the blast mask did, passing rocks in front of the back of me. I was the original backpack backpack kid. kid. I will fuck him up. I'm a fucking bomb. <laughs> Yo, and I think the crowd was just as shocked too, because, you know, everybody was like, yeah, B-Dot, yeah. And then it was like, yo, what's happening here right now? I think this man? is like, B-Dot's been Smack was like, lost. Smack look, was completely lost, yo. Like, here's, yo, here's, here's the thing, happening? right? B-Dot is like, he had the name and he had the, 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 the notoriety to like be in a ring with a top tier. Like, talent wise, mm-hmm. everybody respect him. Like, there's no way Verb and Cortez are going to take somebody with such a small, condensed resume that hasn't right. proven anything if they didn't respect his lyricism. So, B has been in wars and he's definitely been punched back in battles, but he's battling top tier names where he's not a top tier himself. So, that's understandable. Ain't nothing wrong with Verb putting pressure on you. Verb's supposed to do that. But right. this time is like. You're making your debut, and now you have blood in your mouth. How do you respond? Yo, he came bombing back in round two, man. Like, he didn't let up either. He's back with more punches, more Pacoima talk, more gangster talk, more bars. Like, B-Dot was not letting up, man. He just kept firing back. And I'm like, all right. So B-Dot just came out here, threw his bolos, got blood put in his mouth, and said, you know what? spat the blood out and went to commence the pimp slapping in round two man it was spitting fire friends yeah uh it was incredible and it actually put the pressure back on emerson where his second round wasn't as good as his first and emerson kennedy kind of had a different game plan he probably thought that he was going to control the entire momentum from that moment on rookie mistake Bida, on the other hand, I guess he rolled uphill because he knew that Emerson was going to take advantage of the opportunity just as much as he was. So he couldn't allow himself to have any moment where he lost steam. Bida rolled completely uphill while Emerson Kennedy peaked at the first round. And then you have this third round from Bida that, honestly, that this entire battle, I think it's his career high, personally. I also mm-hmm. think that this was the battle that kind of defined who he was as a battler. I'm like, yo, this is a guy that if he wants to punch with you, he can get in that bag. If he wants to angle you, he can get in that bag. If he's not going to let the pressure make him fold, he he can do that. And more importantly, he can create a moment. Because that third round against Smack, you know, he had Smack looking a little uncomfortable, baby. Smack and Beasley both was like, oh, shit. Hey, look, I'm supposed to be, I figured you out. I'm supposed to be happy to be on this stage. Of course, you Smack. Look, I support black business, but black business got to support you back. And look where they got you at. Back in the PGs, just happy to be promoted. Y'all notice he retired from battle rap, got rehired by Smack, but then demoted? You bogus. You bogus. You bogus. You bogus. My nigga, you bogus. My nigga, you bogus. You're up here sleepwalking, losing focus. I'm swinging on you left and right. You're getting clocked out of hypnosis, but let's focus on these money-hungry league owners. Beasley had a problem with Diz saying nigga 
that's what he told us, but let's expose this. Because I was like, oh, that's wild. I, I guess as long as you get money bags, you'll allow a white boy to say nigga on your stage in front of an all-black crowd. That wasn't perfectly crafted. And then the whole um the whole plantation joint where he's like, <laughs> you know, he counts on this plantation. I <laughs> oh, don't see the manipulation. I mean, your fans don't ever say shit. Look, I rock with rock. But look how they plantation, plantation. Oh. They got him locked and caged in. Can't go to other leagues get the cheese, and that don't make sense. I mean, it's being rewarded. The same trick they got us boarded on slave ships. The European invasion, capitalism. They ain't change it. The old master says you ain't going nowhere. The new master says it only matters on this plantation. Damn, like, I, I, I get goosebumps just reading this round. This that round is was- some amazing ass writing. Yo, how the hell did he? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ben Swayze. How did he pack Tay Rock up in the balls like that? Like, <laughs> what did Rock do to you? <laughs> Yo, and that's a bad I wouldn't mind seeing that at some point. Tay Rock versus B Dot. That would be kind of fire. But yo, friends, just just goes to show you how good this battle was. Round two, I actually had Emerson Kennedy by a paper sheet edging out round two right Right. and you know most people by the time you win arguably two rounds it's like oh the battle's in the bag but no b dot had a third round ko the first rounds were close enough that that third round from b dot was just a knockout round and emerson didn't have enough in that third anyway like his third was just like a letdown from the first two so it was like, oh, man, there's a clear difference between your first two rounds and this guy had in probably his all-time round. Like, from the writings to the angle to the impact to where it was at, from everything that happened, it was just perfectly crafted. So even if someone tried to have Emerson winning the battle, Dot won the war with that one, man. And that third round was just flawless, man. Amazing battle to set off the night. I think the best thing about it is they both kind of like looked at each other, laughed, and like dapped it up on some like. Yeah, had oh, to we, we, it. we both evolved from this, and we we're both getting called back from this. Absolutely, bro. you know. And, oh, that, and, and, and check this out that that's the 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 appetizer of your night. That's, that's how you start the night off. Now that's that. If yo, if you're gonna have a surprise battle, if you're gonna have a surprise battle. It better be something like that, man. Like, don't waste our time, man. After you see a surprise battle like that, you're like, this is what I needs to see if you're trying to put two guys on display. Hey, look, I love Loso, and I think having a PG on Nome is historic, but that performance doesn't measure up to what Dida did in that traffic room. Uh, it was crazy, man. Um, it was crazy. Going back to some more storylines of, of the card, right? I want to touch on three guys that had back-to-backs this battle, right? Because Traffic 3 was a week after Pearly Gates won an RBE in New York. Yep, yep. So DNA uh, battled Big Cannon, Ill Will battled Daylight, and JC battled Ilmac. So they're having a back-to-back battle on RBE. Seven days later, they're battling on URL. Fatigue yes. was a major concern. Absolutely. And I think it actually showed on all three of these guys, believe it or not. I mean, Vlad, we talk about all the time. Just, just, just to travel back-to-back is tiring. From east to west, I used to make them trips frequently, France. And I, yo, I used to have to take a day off from work when I came back just to like decompress, sleep, and get my mind right, man. Like these guys are 
jumping off a plane and performing an album's worth of material in front of a rabid crowd that's there to go crazy like seven seven days apart it's it's crazy man it, ugh. but it definitely showed man and one battle that it clearly showed on to me was um dna versus uh rum nitty man like this yes. wasn't the dna that like you always see like the energy was zapped from him in that battle in a way you could tell yeah let's get into that because dna battling big cannon Big Cannon and DNA were going back and forth for quite some time, right? Yeah. And Big Cannon is coming off the, the Danger Zone battle out in RBE. He just uh, headlined Writers Volume 1. By the way, incredible battle. Underrated yeah. battle. Doesn't get enough credit. I think it was a top 10 battle of the year. So Big Cannon is the, is still in that like spotlight where he is dangerous and underrated, and he's waiting for that shot. And DNA is already pretty much established as a great at this point, but he has no no problem reestablishing himself. So he has a, a, I don't want to say career high performance. He thinks it's a career high personally for himself. I personally don't think so, but he had a powerful performance against big cannon. And he, Man. he made a statement in that win. Like it almost like he put all his energy to that big cannon battle. Rum nitty come around. He's like, I'll just, I'll just punch a rum nitty. And you can't put, win. You can't win that way. He put big cannon's body bag in a body bag. Like that one was nasty. Like crazy, right? right? Crazy performance. And you're like, damn, if he did this for Big Cannon, what he gonna have for Rum Nitty? You're thinking he's gonna take it to the next, 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 next level. And we've seen DNA do this a couple of times where when the fatigue factor hits him, like he'll have the bars written there. And if you're just reading them on paper, you're like, Oh, this ain't bad material. Like this I'm I'm not mad at this material. But when it's not performed in the same fashion that you're used to, the same energy that you're used to, the same aggression that you're used to, and you see him standing on the stage kind of like, all right, man, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get through this battle. You feel me? And it just wasn't the same thing. And Rum Nitty, it wasn't even the best Rum Nitty that we've seen either. I've, I've, you know, even since then, like he's elevated his game performance-wise, bar-wise, delivery-wise also. But Rum Nitty came to show out, and the fan, the fans were definitely there for him. They were there to see him do his thing, and they were eating up everything that he was dropping. This was Rum Nitty's first time getting a home game since 2015, Traffic 1. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read you this tweet, Vlad, that I had in 2017, way back Yikes. when. Yikes. You saving your own tweets, player? I had, just for this pod, man, I had to pull it up. I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to pull up the file. I had a prediction. I said, DNA has a back-to-back... I predict he will be defeat Big Cannon because he normally does well in grudge matches and opportunities where he has to angle, but will struggle against Rum Nitty, a pure puncher. Mm, man, listen, man. How did that age? That aged pretty well. This is why you're the Oracle player. <laughs> this is why you are France the Oracle, man. So, you know what I mean? And the way I predicted it is exactly how it kind of turned out. I'm not even trying to toot my own horn. It's just kind of... It's just... Rum Nitty is a guy that behind the curtains, Cortez has told us, DNA's told us, a lot of people have told us he's a very difficult opponent to write for. So if you're not going to put together all the, the components of Battle Rap that's away from a punchline to try to beat this guy and you try to beat him with a punchline, you're, you're already going down in the battle losing. Plus, uh, Rum Nitty won a redemption against J, from the JC loss. So, I, yeah. you know, Rum Nitty is just too good of a guy, in my opinion, to go on a losing streak. And he was out west, man. Like, not trying to take a, a loss. They rarely get home games and rarely get home games on URL. 
So it's like for him to have taken a loss there, it would have made him look crazy. So you know he was coming to show out. When Rum said the bar, it's a bag on your head, like a death row piece, Pete. Nigga, so for the record, it's a bag on your head, like a death row piece, Pete. We bring burners through, a hundred shots, get the whole scene served in groups. You should get me versus Mook, because if you can get rid of DNA, you could probably beat murder too. I spray around. I think that was like a, a a defining moment where it's like I figured this shit out because against JC against Rock I fucked up on the big stage and yeah maybe I'm home so you're gonna try to like downplay it but I, I'm cooking and you can't take this win away from me. Nah, not at all, man. Put the bleach on the mop. That's how you get rid of DNA. Oh. oh. He's going crazy in that battle, son. Well, like, he wasn't even all the way there yet. Like, he ain't even figured it all the way out yet, man. You know what I loved about that battle? Um, at mm. one point when DNA is like, I'm 26. And then Rum looks at him and goes, you 26? <laughs> He's been in the game so long. <laughs> Facts, man. <laughs> DNA said, uh... Yeah, in front of DNA, but why? Because I'm 26 and accomplished more than a lot of other niggas. And then Romney goes, 26? Damn. He's like, damn, what? He looked shocked, boy. When, uh, what else did Romney say to him? He was like, I hate you bitches. If I catch a player slipping 100 in the clip, getting ADD, pay attention. Yeah. Oh man, too many of them, man. Too yeah. many of them. It, it, it was so much. Um, G check as soon as the kid came out, he got depressed. Uh. Yeah, I get you and your nigga hit gauge the pump. Uh, gauge the pump, gauge the pump, and gauge. Oh my god, and gauge. It's so much. It, it, was just, it was too much. Too many of them. A, another battle that also had a back to back was JC and T Top and. This is also a weekend for me that made me realize, all right, maybe battling back-to-back isn't always the smartest thing. Not, you know, I mean, we know that JC's conditioned to do it, but you also know that you're never going to get the best JC ever. Like, you know, if you... Well, the best anybody ever, really, in my opinion. Well, super facts. Uh, You know, that I concur with that. Yo, this is a mental game, and your brain needs to rest at times. And I know we got a lot of road warriors out there. We got guys like Geechee, you know, who can go out every week. You got guys like Danny who will go out every week if they need to. DNA, drugs. But, you know, you never get these guys at their total best when they're doing this thing every week. And for a guy like T-Top, who's an angled king, who's got the charisma, who's got the personality... And you've got JC, who's known mainly for the bars. And you're like, man, you're going to have to really put on a show for this cat, T-Top. And T-Top is just resting, chilling, waiting, because people are telling him, oh, you're battling JC. JC is the bar king. He's got the bars. He's got the bars. How you going to beat him? And he said, all right, y'all just sit back and watch this. And T-Top put on one of them performances, man, that you just always will remember. Yeah, it definitely did. Um the storyline of this time was JC is coming off his back-to-back with Ilmac, and uh, JC just came off his three in a row on URL, and mm-hmm. the Lux campaign has been birthed. I mean, it, it kind of started at the beginning of the year, but it's red hot now, Vlad. Like, if this is this is a time period where if JC literally had just sat down 
Could've or maybe or, or maybe not battle after Ilmac because against Ilmac he was really good. And I, I, I personally feel like Ilmac won. Not yeah. clear, but I feel like he won. And more importantly, going toe to toe with uh, with Ilmac ain't ain't no ain't no slight. Ilmac's a legend, man. Ilmac's a legend. Like Ilmac's somebody that I also want to see go against Lux. So like I, I'm watching that battle. Like all right, well if JC just stops right here, he can get Lux. But no, he goes at T top and, and and tries to continue on to add to this this list, and it, it backfires. And I think T top was the beginning of the end for the Lux campaign. Absolutely. And T-Top took it one step further. He already had his angles for JC. He already had his bars. Man, he brought out a dance interpreter in the third round to act out his bars. We know that JC is a phenomenal dancer. Break dancer and pop locker. He pops himself, but he doesn't dance in his own battles. And it was just hitting, man. T-Top brought out a dance interpreter, acted out his bars. The crowd loved it. They went crazy. It kind of shut JC down, and it was a clear win for T-Top. And then people are like... Hey, now, in fact, we can call this a classic if you like, but I'm whipping JC like the passion of the crowd. It's a body. Don't call it the battle of the night. And for the record, dog, you about to have a battle where you... I stab him with a knife. Fuck it, it's smack problems. I had to slip this in to leave him with back problems. Punchline was going to come through and slack box him. I had to tell him, chill, PC. Matt got him. So, come on, nigga. Fuck is they talking? Let me get through it. Let me get through You want Lux and you just lost the top? You just lost to Mac? Like, you serious right now? Like, what's going on here? And then ever since then, that Lux talk. It, it also put a real, like, it put an interesting stain because the people JC was beating at the time were people he was gatekeeping for. And, I mean, prior to his return on URL in 2017, we already knew JC was a phenomenal gatekeeper, you know? Right. And so, like, beating a Chef Traz, beating a Chess, and even beating a Rum Nitty before, you know, him reaching his his powers that he has now. Like, that doesn't equate to being in front of Ilmac or T-Top, guys that are top tiers. So, once you got in front of those top tiers, you... You lose in almost clear fashion, so it's almost like, wait, if you're losing to these top tiers in clear fashion, right? You go from winning to in dominant fashion while you're gatekeeping to losing in clear fashion. To it's a higher level, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, like really, and now you want huh? plus the no, plus the cigarello shirt with the, oh, with the yes. t-shirt underneath. This was I can't the believe battle. First, I, can't, I can't believe I had to be the one to mention this, and you didn't. Oh, listen, man. I, you know, I don't want the disciples coming at me too crazy, but France, you are right. This was the battle where he had a medium white tee underneath an extra small black Al Capone cigarello tee looking crazy on a stage, my ad. Looking like a badass toddler out there and got his dumb ass smoked in that battle. But um yeah, that was a bad night for JC. I, I concur, my friend. I, I sincerely do. Um I also wanna point out uh just T Top being an angle an angle master. You know, he, he, he had the loss of goods early, mm-hmm. like when he had his first like co co main event on Gnome Seven, because he already headlined a gnome prior to that. Then, you know, he's battling Av, who he was an underdog to. He beats Av in clear fashion in the building, then beats JC. And now it's kind of like, oh, 
we got to remember T-Top isn't underrated. He's actually supposed to be one of these these guys, you know. Right. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with getting into dog fights with surf and dog fights with goods, you know what I mean, and standing your own and even having some people say that you won the battle. You know it, what I'm saying? It's interesting when you put guys on a scale of competition levels, right? Because when you put T-Top in front of surfing goods, like you said, he's having dog fights with them. Maybe they're outclassing them in certain areas. But then when you bring them down to battle Av, and I don't want to say... He beats them clearly. I don't want to say down for JC, because him and JC career-wise, you can argue who's above who. But, I mean, clearly JC's not good at surf. So you bring right. down his competition bar, it, it, he, he he finds a game plan and beats these guys. Right. He's always He's either always in the fight or he's winning. Fact. You feel me? So, man, salute to T-Top, man. One of the guys who I feel like is undervalued in this game. I will say it every single time, man. I will wave the flag for T-Top. T-Top, you are needed in this game, man. And Every time you come out to perform, you always show out and you always bring an entertainment factor and, and you are an intangible in this game and we need you brother so keep on doing what you're doing man and keep on killing brother haymaker cannabis in stores now and his style oh man he would have loved to have had his business for traffic three right (sighs) what a a flourish back then uh his his style is just so like so unique it's so unique and if you really put it on paper it's really difficult to compete with guys that are trying to be lyrical or throw haymakers at you but yeah he finds a way to to overpower them and, and be strategic and take the calculated risk that always plays out in his advantage. Uh, Absolutely. The, the other back-to-back, Shaka Sugar and Ill Will, yeah, the most forgettable battle about this card? Yeah, yeah. Like, Ill, Will was trying, you know what I'm saying? And he was landing some at times, too. But the fatigue factor be there. And then Shug just wasn't, he just wasn't in his top form in this battle. It, just, it was like, I was like... You know what I feel like this battle was? I feel like this battle was one of those that you put on paper that all the league owners would be like, I got to book this. But Suge and Ill Will both look at each other like, bro, I'm really not excited to battle you. Yeah, me neither. But I mean, the league's want us. But the league's want us, so we can get a check. Yeah, you're right. Hey, man. I come out to Cali, get some great weed. You got all kind of exotic women out there. The weather's nice. It's on URL. Take the check. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not really much to remember from that battle. And it's sad to gloss over it this way, but it was the most forgettable battle on the card. And plus, Ill Will mm-hmm. was coming. He was fire against Daylight. He was fire against Daylight. Right, right. And, and against Suge. Eh. But then there's no excuse for Suge to be pedestrian because Ill Will had a, you know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I didn't understand, like, why Suge was just so normal in the battle. So we're more, like, we're more critical on Suge than Will. In, absolutely. In if anything, you know, friends, we always say, listen, when you got two respected MCs who are going to battle, sometimes there's nothing wrong with hollering at the guy and saying, yo, listen, man, I got a back-to-back. I need you to come through. This is a concerted effort. We're putting on a performance together. This is a collaboration. Like, yo, don't sell this battle short. You know what I'm saying? Like, come out there and try to kill me. Like, try to put on. Because the last thing we need is for people to just gloss over this battle and be like, oh, this drum was all right. Like, Suge really should have tried to take advantage and really put on out there. You're out there in the West. You know, that's the home land of grape street like you really supposed to put on and go crazy but 
It was a very pedestrian battle from Suge, man. I was kind of, I was low key kind of surprised. Yeah, I was too. Danny Myers and Glue Easy, the replacement battle of the night, actually was a little bit more memorable than that battle. And you got ten kids at home who watching them. them. <laughs> I know you love that bar. I love that bar, man. I mean, because it's kind of true, right? It's, it, it, you have all these children, and they live with you, and you're doing all this stuff, and you're so engaged in the battle rap. Where's the time to be a parent? Oh, no, bro. It's a lot of baby mamas out there. You know what I'm saying? Handling them kids for him. So somebody's watching them. But what I love, though, was that Danny actually used that against, um, what was that, Unique Bars? Yeah. And he was killing her. About, you got four kids at home. Who watching them? Hundred guns, hundred clips. I never seen one empty. On the west side, ready to die. Like a young white biggie, but who's stopping them? Catch him in Vegas, I'm two-pocking them. Def Leppard, that one arm drumming, but glue rocking them. Move fossil, glue dropping them. Yeah, you lose oxygen. You got ten kids at home right now. Who watching them? Danny was angling in that battle, bringing back a theme over and over again. And I thought he was going to do the same thing versus Gluezy. I'm like, you know, you got a albino white rapper that you're battling on short notice, which should be no excuse for Danny Myers because he's known for, you know, battling week after week after week. And I'm like, yo, you got kind of like not an alley-oop, but this is something that you could work with right here. Like, you can definitely get busy against Glue Easy. And, yo, lo and behold, I was shocked as hell. Glue Easy came out there like he had the point to prove. He had to put it down. He just had a fire round versus one of the West Coast's best, Geechee Gotti. And they're like, oh, you giving me another one? And it's on the West Coast? Oh, I'm lit. Let's rock. He had a whole game plan. He had everything formulated. And he came out and executed exactly how he was supposed to versus Danny Myers. When Glue was like, uh, where's your crew, Daniel? My two platoon, Daniel. Two hands will twist up your dogs like balloon animals. Uh, <laughs> that's when Glue, Glue Easy was like, he was on his grizzly at that point, man. Listen, Glue, Glue Easy at that time was like, you give me the shot, I'm taking it. Close, close range. range. <laughs> and, 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 and well executed by Glue for sure. Uh, Absolutely. An- another battle on the traffic card that I want to touch on. Now we're really getting to the meat and potatoes of this. Seven mm. seven battles of the card. Three of them went platinum, Vlad. Obviously, JC and Top went platinum. This one yep. went platinum. And this one actually had no business probably going platinum, if you think about it. Geechee Gotti versus Av. Mm. I mean, my favorites, man. Of course, I mean, retroactively. You can look back and be like, "Oh, th- this is incredible! It's a great match on paper." Yeah. At the time, this was the this was one of the the battles. At the time, you're like, oh, "It's a filler. It's a filler of the card." You know, it was literally at the bottom of the flyer. That's when people didn't know. I mean, they knew Geechee was good. They knew that he was someone to look forward to. They didn't and know he could be great yet. Yeah. Sp- yeah, exactly. No one knew that he was going to be champion of the year quality they just knew like yo this is someone who's new someone who's refreshing and someone who's dope right and they're like right. oh okay he gets a he gets a, a a nice name at home cool let's see what he does and av is always known as a bar smith a lyricist 
And like he said, you know, they brought they they had brought out Rum Nitty as the guy who was supposed to take out Av, right? Av was like, damn, son, Rum Nitty was supposed to make his name off of me. They turned out having a classic. Then they're like, yo, you know, we we didn't really uh, execute our plan with uh, Rum Nitty. You know, you guys ended up having a classic, so that's great. How about we try this again and um, throw our brand new West Coast gunner at you and see if he can complete the job. And France, these guys ended up with another classic, dog. You know, it what's was cr- crazy. You know, it was really crazy that Av was the A side. But was almost being undervalued because of his loss from T Top. Like he was, he was damn near a favorite against T Top, and he was a more bigger name. He had more experience. He'd been on already, you know, uh, two gnomes and a summer madness. Right. He gets he's battling Geechee in the West, and all of a sudden he did the Twitter polls. Geechee was supposed to win, and I'm like, wait, we haven't seen anything from Geechee yet. How do we know he's good? <laughs> Like West, the West Coast gonna ride for the West Coast, man. Was this, was this, for, was this for the, was prediction? This the birth, is this the birth of the Gucci Gotti can't go wrong campaign? Like, listen, Gucci Gotti will never lose a prediction. He'll never lose a battle. <laughs> He'll never lose a reaction poll. But, but this He's is, never but, gonna lose. But this is this is a time a, where he had no. This is a time he had no business winning a poll. Let, let me tell you something, man. The West Coast guys, they all get together and they say, listen. This is who we riding for now. You guys understand? Now, everyone, get in formation. Get your ass on Twitter and vote for Geechee Gotti. And the West Coast said, copy, heard you. And they clicked on Geechee Gotti, brother. And, yo, they weren't wrong, man. This guy is one of those guys now. So they picked a good one to, to stand behind and to ride for. This battle was epic, man. What my man Av said, like a bitch ride dick too good, man. I came from the bottom. I said, oh my God, what is going on right now, yo? The the, the West Coast crowd absolutely loved Av. Like, they they, they were just completely in his energy. They damn near had the battle of the, the, uh, the best battle of the card, honestly. You know? Between that and Emerson and and B-Dot, it's crazy. Right. Uh, uh, you think I'm playing? Let me send some shit from his hood at me. You get nutty. You you get your nutty buddies in the box like little Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, France. Let me tell you something though. If you you go back and watch that battle, right? Yeah. I don't think. Yo, that crowd and the reaction they were giving Geechee forced Av to turn up. I think this was one of those battles where Av felt like yo the pressure is really on right now i'm in his hood the crowd is going crazy and if i'm just here slapping my thighs and and just delivering this any old ways it can look crazy you know what i'm saying live in the building you go back and comb through the bars you're always gonna find stuff with av no matter what but this was one of them ones where the crowd was so hyped and going so crazy that he had to step the energy up, the delivery up, the crowd engagement up, and he was on his A game this battle, man. He was, he was. I, I always had a take on this battle that I felt was kind of strong, but mm. I could always, I, I always felt like the, the the comparisons were so powerful. I always told you this, and I said it in the past. Gichigadi and Av is just the hybrid modern version of Heartless and Suge. And, and I know mm. at first you're going to be like, mm, because you think of Heartless as like 
somebody who's not as aggressive and Suge is more like, uh, you know, more performance heavy than than angle street talk real talk heavy. But the 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 the, the parallel between the two is that you have a pure puncher versus a crip that wants to talk street shit. <laughs> and the, the the style clash was so good, and the punch was, both punches were on the road in each each battle. Right, 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 you know, right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of little comparisons. You're just like obviously you're gonna say the personalities you can't compare, but just for for textbook I mean, st- for textbook. If context, you're talking textbook style wise, I hear you, player. I hear you on that. But this but is obviously man, a way better version of what that could have ever been. That battle was so good, and that was like. That's when Geechee was just delivering all them little street tales and them little idioms and all that. And you're just like, yo, this guy's got all kinds of crazy street tales going on right now, man. And the punches were just all mixed in there. The star power was there. Delivery was there. And he had the whole place rocking. This was, this was one of them ones, man. One of Geechee's best performances of all time. Avi, you dead. Ain't no coming back. Yeah, I fuck with cuz. I ain't fronting that, but Smack said kill him. So guess who I'm gunning that? No hard feelings. Think Al Capone cigarillos. Nigga, we only smoking you because of Smack. Nigga. Hey, every day. He like, man, I ain't stressing never. Even when he found out his mama died. And that was his saddest letter. See, the streets raised cuz. His... The streets raised cub. His daddy been in jail forever. The first time them niggas even met, they was in the cell together. See, I'm with whatever. Yeah, uh, definitely this was the one that kind of said, oh, well, he can be a star in this game, you know? And he also had his coming out party with his third round here. He's still actually rapping with his eyes closed, and obviously he's home, so he has that big... uh, uh, advantage to him, but that didn't rattle Av. More importantly, mm-hmm. that made everybody respect Av. And Geechee also had to had to just say, "Well, just because I'm home doesn't mean I could just rely on the crowd to lift exactly. me up." Exactly. You know. Yeah, because because Av put the pressure back on him. It's like, yo, man, this out of towner is here making this place go crazy. Like, I ain't cocky. I'm just a nigga. I'm just a nigga trained for the problems. Shit, I used to drown my pain with a bottle. Got on my hustle, then became by the dollar. You know the motto, like a bitch on top, riding too good. Shit, I came from the bottom. I'm nothing. You know, I know that the people are here to support me, but they're not just gonna give me this battle. Like I'm gonna have to earn this one also. And he turned up, man. It made for such an amazing battle. I love when you get the perfect crowd engagement. Ain't too much, you know what I'm saying, meat chewing going on. Like people are reacting accordingly. Like everyone is just turned up all for the right for the right bars at the right time. Like nothing was over the top. It was just perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, for sure. And they got a platinum bat out of it, out the mud. Earned it. Hell yeah, they earned it. Earned it, man. There was no gas in that one. That, and I love to see when two guys get a, a, a platinum plaque out of the mud, man. Like, you know, because going into this battle, it's not like this battle was heavily promoted and URL was putting all the marketing and advertisement dollars behind this one. Like you said, I mean, we they did, weren't we, like we, at the top of the even, card or anything like we that. Didn't, we didn't even know what Geechee could have really been. Like, this is like, oh, this guy could be a star. We don't know yet. Like we, we weren't sure. And they took the biggest, you know what? I, I'm going to, this is my conspiracy. 
Mm, okay, I'm here for this. I think you all hedged this entire battle. Mm-hmm. I think they said, well, Av's more experienced. Av just had a loss of Summer Madness where he was supposed to be the favorite. We can't let Av lose steam. Let's take him on the road to battle somebody that doesn't punch with him so he has a lyrical advantage. But mm-hmm. Geechee Gotti has a bunch of potential. So if Geechee can fight through this style clash and if we can see Geechee rock a crowd in his home base, we get to check off every single X. Can Geechee perform? Can Av battle on the road? Can Geechee rise to the occasion? Can Av bounce back? You know, so if Av would have won this battle clearly, they would have been like, ah, right, well, we got Av back. And if Geechee lost, I mean, this is Geechee coming off of the Stewie and Glue battle. Like, I mean, if he would have lost here and his career ended here, we're, we're not we're not boohooing yet. Right, right. But yeah. if you get both these guys to elevate, then you get two guys out the hey, mud. I think they hedged this entire situation. Win-win, player. Damn, man. Was, yo, Geechee was on a streak, man, at that point, when you think about it. Because you're talking about... I mean, he went crazy versus Stewie Newton. Like, he, he got did. hit he did. out all, of here. He, all like, the way. All the way out of here. All like, the clearly, way. out of the picture, yo. Out of the margins. I cropped them out. Out of here. Glue easy. Put, put him in the cr- mid-tier purgatory. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yo, went crazy on him. Then he had Glue easy. Went crazy on him. Then he had Av. Went crazy crazy on him and then his next few battles just kept elevating getting crazier and crazier and crazier this is yo when you look back on this streak that he was having people gonna go yo son really put on b like he really earned his yeah they're gonna retroactively be like oh i knew he could be a star but it's not no 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 but i'm talking about when you when you're just looking at performance after performance after performance you're like yo he really earned his there were still a lot of concerns, though. There was still like, can he open his eyes when he fucking raps? Can he, can he battle away from his home? Like, there were still concerns. No, no, for sure, absolutely. But as you look at he, as how he transitioned from each battle, you just saw the transformation happening each battle. Man, it was a nice run. The main event, Vlad, rock and disaster. Ugh. Platinum battle off of the strength of their names and reputations. Uh-oh. Yeah. A little bit of highlights in certain rounds, but just too long, too drawn out, too late in the night, and too aggressive of a style clash for it to kind of blend together. It was too friendly. It was too friendly as well. That was very odd. I didn't expect to see that because Disaster is very like... It was too friendly, too laid back. Tay Rock wasn't in his super aggressive bag as we normally see him. Didn't like Disaster <sighs> Yeah, man. The Denver Nuggets gun titles jersey. It was not in it. In Cali. Like, couldn't get a Cali jersey, bro. Like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, and just his, his aggression just wasn't there. I pay him to leave your head red, dead, dead, on my can in the dump. The chopper heavy. I had the Pakistan in the trunk. I leave an Iraqi nigga from Pakistan in the trunk. You an Eminem fan. I literally pack a stand in the trunk. I think, you know, he smoked a lot of that Cali weed and he said it himself. It just had him so relaxed and so laid back that he just couldn't deliver the bars the way that he normally does, you know? Mm. And disaster had a whole different cadence and voice in this battle like 
it, it, it just it wasn't the same Diz that we normally see. And it's like I've seen Diz apply pressure. I've seen Diz turn up. I've seen Diz get into his lyrical miracle bag, his multi bag, his aggressive bag. Cave gang in my face. See, that's the shit that I don't like. Cause it's all hype. We already know that he won't fight. Talking all this bat cave bullshit to me like I don't know what his world like. Bitch, my last name Bin Laden. I've been with this cave business my whole life. Right, right, right. This is my shit. This- and I didn't get the diss that I was banking on getting in this battle like at all. You know, Tay Rock was cool. Like I, he wasn't bad. But it just wasn't the turn up Tay Rock. And especially coming off that Hollow to Dawn battle. If you're comparing these two battles, you're like, yo, what happened it's like, to that it's like, it's, like, what happened? It's like night and day almost. Absolutely, and, man. And, and I felt like it was strange because, like, when they were judging Champion of the Year panel, they kept saying, like, yeah, Disaster lost to Rock. Rock beat him, but it wasn't a good performance. And then I'm like, well, what are we measuring things off? Because, like, I guess if we're holding Rock to this, this, this anomaly of giving us an amazing performance, then I hear that. He still went to the Cali and beat a West Coast legend in his backyard. And I, I guess maybe that was diminished because of Disasters 2017. Like, I think this is something that needs to really be talked about in the history books when we talk about Disaster. His 2017, he was not good. Like, he lost to Sirius Jones, he lost to Hollow, he lost to Oxy, and he lost to The Rock. He had four mega matches or four premier matches all fucking year long. And he lost them all, and that's just that that gets put under the rug. It does. It does. Although I did like him in the Hollow battle, though I did like him in that one. Um, but the other battles, the Sirius Jones battle, was just kind of like, oh, what's cringy. going on here? Like, yeah, very much so. It was it got borderline. Then. Like, you had a, like, cr- had a cringy battle. Fight? Like, what's happening here? A, cr- a cringy battle. Please a one round surprise. Off. One round the surprise. One round surprise is fire. It was good, but it's one round. And then you lose to a guy whose English is a stir language, and then you, right. you're back on URL for a second time, and you bomb again. Like now we're really concerned if you can even adapt to this platform. The the thing is, like he was never so bad that you were just like, ah, oh, this is trash. Get him out of here, or whatever. But it just was like this, man. We know who you are, and we know what you could be. Like, why are you under delivering right now? I think Diz needs to, believe it or not, he needs to take himself out of his own head. Like, I think Disaster has reached a point of his career where he probably deep down doubting inside. Himself. He he Not even doubts himself, but he deep down inside. Not said battling himself. himself. Oh, that, that too. But he, he probably thinks to himself, if I'm not headlining a card, I can't be on it. Um. And you should know at this point in time, especially for the events you've been a part of, late King of the Dot events, uh, late URL events, do you really want the value of having your name at the top of a flyer over an energetic crowd? Like at right. this point, at this point in your career, does, does is, is that what matters the most to you? The, the events built around you, or do you want to have a good performance? Because if you're just gonna keep selling me your name with a performance that doesn't match anything of your peak, I'm not gonna be as invested into you. If you put disaster to go third or fourth on the URL stage, I think you get a whole different disaster as opposed to putting them seventh or eighth. Absolutely. You get a Diz that's still engaged. You get a crowd that's still rocking with everything. And I think you see a whole other Diz, like you said, man. He's going to turn up. He's going to he show needs, up. He feeds off of energy, literally. Like, he's a guy that if anybody needs to crowd more than anybody, it's him. Because he's not one of those guys that, like, if 
if his he has good content. He's a, a, a phenomenal rapper. But if there's no engagement, you kind of don't really appreciate his art in a quiet room because he gets flustered by the lack of participation. But I think, <laughs> you know, I think that this of late has been, he's been writing like a lot. Like his rounds have been pretty lengthy, almost to the point where he's like, yo, I'm going to show off right now and show you how long I can rhyme and show you how long I can draw these schemes out. Where we're like, Diz, we've seen you where you've condensed everything and you just bombed on cats and got them out of here. Look at the Jonai battle. He didn't have to rap for 30 minutes in that round. He didn't have to do none of that stuff. Got straight to the point, clowned him, bombed on him, flexed on him, showed some lyrical dexterity, as they say, and then got up out of there. You know, I think... um. This just has to get back to doing that, you know. I mean, even versus uh, what's his name, Cali Smooth. He went off on that cat, but it was a one round battle where he went for like I don't know how many minutes, and it's like, yo, Diz, man, just get back in the pocket and get these guys out of here, dog. Like that's what we want to see. Get back to being Diz, and I think we missed that in this Tay Rock battle because. I was like, yo, man, he's going back on URL. He's back on the West Coast this time. He can't say, oh, it's the my transition and, okay, I got to get used to the URL crowd. You're at home. Like, you're at home and you always wanted to battle in front of this kind of crowd because this kind of crowd reminds you of who you used to battle in front of at the pit where you said it was the most real. So I had different expectations from Diz in this battle, and it was a letdown for me. Yeah, I, I concur with you, but uh, just... Summer Madness 6 was also like maybe, I want to say less than eight weeks away. So I, I'm sure you put any battle rapper's assignment to battle Hollow to Dawn and Disasters seven weeks apart. Uh, anybody's going to have some kind of hurdles with their content there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's, but... let's, uh, let's get to the categories of this, of this event. This is the let's fun do part. It, player. Categories. What's age the best? Yeah, I'm freaking beat out round. I can still play that and still get the goosebumps every single time I play that third round, B. Really? Yo, every single time I play that third round, <laughs> I still get the same feeling I get when I watch it, man. For me, what's aged the best is T-Top's round against JC because, like... Which one with the dancer? I Let me tell you why. Although I'm not a big fan of all the stoppage because T-Top did... Uh, T-Top and JC, like, T-Top, I don't know if he inherited JC's style for that day. Ugh. Like, he, he stopped so much in his content. Ugh. But it aged so well because if I made a documentary of why JC no longer deserves Lux and why JC can never reach the next level of his career, the next echelon, oh, it's going to uh, start with the T-Top round against JC. Ouch. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't, but I'm saying if I, I were to do, if I were to, if I were to do that, I hear you play. That, that, that's you. where it's, that's where it pretty much starts, and it's like, oh, from from this moment on, he was never the same. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And, and I mean, uh, since that moment on, he's battled 22 times. Oh, yikes! When you put it on paper, you probably start to realize why he's he's a bit fatigued, and his pen doesn't seem to be as potent. So, hmm. what's age the worst for you? Oh, I mean, from that joint, I never went back and watched the 
Will and Shook battle, and I'm damn sure not going back and watching Rock and Diz. Damn, for me, what's age the worst? Hmm. I have a couple things that age really bad from that event. One of them being, obviously, like, the way NWX and, 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 uh, and, and, and EFB go back and forth because, like, DNA face-to-face with Rum Nitty, <laughs> we kind of seen the results. Right, you know? right. And, and, but, listen, I hear you on that, but I'll say this. A fully fresh DNA, fully prepped, fully hyped up. I don't think the battle goes as one-sided as it went in this battle. Mm. I don't think so. I think DNA is too good. Like, if he was just totally fresh, and this is no excuse. I'm not making any excuses. I mean, Rum Nitty won the battle, you know, clear. Like, I'm not making any excuses. But I think if you get a fresh, fully motivated DNA, like, it's a different battle. Well, my second thing is Age of the Worst, which, which probably should have been my number one because this really aged bad. It's just the entire headliner of this event. You mean Diz and uh and uh, yeah, Taylor? Like every, yeah. everything about everything about it, like there was no promo. Like you said, it was friendly. The content wasn't good. They they were I don't want to say fatigued, but they both were coming off of really big matches that kind of probably left them a little bit like lack of energy, lack of space to really create to their maximum potential. So, and you know what else too? You got to think about this the whole night. We're going on an incline. We're going on an incline. We're like, yo, the apex is here. Just bring it home. It's literally on y'all to bring home a classic. And they kind of let everything down. Like, they let the air out of the balloon. Mm. They let the air out of the balloon. It's like, yo, if I knew this battle was going to go down like this, I would have left right before this battle started. I'd go outside, get me some fresh air. You know what else aged the best? The Al Capone Mm. Cigarello curse. (laughs) <laughs> JC looked crazy in that shirt, son. Look crazy. How do you have a size large underneath a size small T? Like, what are you doing, my man? Yeah, yeah. That that. Yo, that he got is... dragged for that joint online for like a couple of weeks. I remember that joint. It's like, was it really worth the extra couple bucks? <laughs> Yo, I'm, why did he I'm, just I mean, take you know, off the you, you, white you, tee? Like it's, it's LA, it's hot already. Take off the uh, the white, the big ass white tee underneath and just rock the black one. You know, you know like, something you we didn't crazy. mention. Suge and Will, Suge wore LOM, so you know he's getting. A little, he did, yeah. He's getting a little little check from. Got a little check for that. And, yeah. and Will also wore his Al, Al Capone with a bucket hat. So it's like, was was the battle content being weak? Worth your pockets being longer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude's looking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely what's aged the best and the worst from this event. Um, another thing that's aged the best: avocado directing, which is still <sighs> yeah. relevant to this day. Listen, man. Let me tell you something, France. We were there at Guardians of the Culture. This man turned a basketball gym. Into something that looked magnificent. I forgot. I, I forgot we were at a basketball gym. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, "Is this the same place I was at?" Like he works magic, man. He, he pretty much turned it into smack volume. 
Pretty much, man. It looked crazy. Phenomenal. If you were there, you would be like, nah, this ain't the same place I was at. This is crazy. Yeah. So those are the things that age the best and the worst. Which battle from this event has the most replay value? So out of all the battles that dropped from Traffic 3, which is the one you're going to go back to watch first? Oh, Avin Geechee all day. Yeah, same here. Same here. They That million views was earned in the fucking I mud. all day long. All day long. And, and, I, and I think that's it's a testament to them. I, there, there's certain battles, Vlad, that like, when it hits a mill, I can't describe it. I think you'll only know this if you're in the culture. It, it hits a mill and you say to yourself, that one earned it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that one, that one really, like, these aren't two names that are going to pop up an average mill, but the content here lets me know that this one is worth that mill because so, there's some battles with two commas in it that aren't good. Facts. And it's just good to see that, yo, the average, co- you know, commercial fan, the casual fan got a chance to see this and to enjoy it, man. And and that's that's what I love because, you know, you're always going to get your top name guys who – you know that that the casual fans always get to see, but when you see two guys really come from the mud and really put in that work and earn it, and the casual fans get to enjoy it and get put onto them, like I'm always happy for those guys in that moment. Oh, you know something? What up? Can I can I revert back? What's up? I I find their age the best. What? K shines child being born the day of traffic three, because it fast forward to give us Danny Myers and K shine on volume one. <laughs> you stupid man <laughs> I still can't believe Danny Myers said K-Shine is ducking me because he went to go see his child get born how is he ducking you you sound crazy man he does sound but crazy you, you gotta love Danny's dedication to the game though man where he Last- thinks you're gonna see your child being born is ducking lastly Best storyline aftermath of the event. Oh man, you know everybody's talking about it, man. The slave owners, man. <laughs> the plantation drivers. <laughs> that storyline was amazing afterwards. That's yeah, that was the biggest takeaway, man, story wise from, from after that. It's like, damn son, they gave B Dot a shot on URL at <laughs> He took his from close range and gave the head honcho. He gave ball man Beale. He tried to give him a headshot. Shit was crazy, man. Yeah, I, I definitely on here. I definitely agree with you. It's because it's just like, and then the day, that's a PG. Like you made history. The first PG battle to be on a pay per view. You made your debut, and then you, you had this like historic round where you just, I mean, like you did what Jerry West did. Essentially, just made it more poetic. <sighs> You had people looking at them crazy, man. Cherry West took from the B-Dot template, just made it more aggressive. Facts. And because he's from New York, you know, and I guess Smack's like, I, 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 you know, cool. But, you know, Smack's in Cali, with this, this Cali dude talking like, crazy to him. This. <laughs> I'm going to respect this. <laughs> Boss man Beasley's looking at him like, you slickster. Uh, we're going to get you. <laughs> we're going to get you. But they had to respect it, though, man. He brought him back. You know what I mean? The last category here. Best performance of the night. Oh. 
best performance of the night. Ah, that could go to a few cats, man. They can go to B Dot. They can go to Geechee. You know what I mean? If you want to throw Av in there, you could throw Av in there. Any one of them guys. Yeah. Um. Any of the West but Coast think, guys. Any of the yeah. West Coast guys, honestly. I mean, you know, for for a guy who's a surprise to to leave that much of a mark on a battle, like, good luck, man. I can't be mad at that. I didn't write this down for the category, but I'm going to ask it. I'm going to make it a category. Hey. Who was the biggest winner after Traffic 3? I mean, shit, man. Geechee got, got a platinum battle after that and kept getting bigger plays, kept elevating to where he's the new face of URL. He's got to be the biggest winner. Yeah, I think you could say that if you're thinking, like, real futuristic. But I'm thinking, like, 2017, right after Traffic 3. Like, who walked out that building, like, the most victorious and... Oh, I no. mean, all right. If you're looking at it from that standpoint, you might be able to give it to T Top, man. The way, like, because the way he broke JC down and had dancing and all that and made a moment off of him, didn't that join make World Star and all that too? That's yeah. That's a great. That's a great pick. Uh, I love the T Top pick. I'm gonna actually go with Rum Nitty because right after what? he gets a legend, he gets a legend played on Volume One. Yeah. It's a pretty good anomaly too, man. You know, you go from losing, you go from losing on Summer Madness to rede- to redemption against DNA, and then you get Iron Solomon. I, I don't know what's a bigger victory than that. I mean, I hear you, but then when you think about it, and you're like, you know, when the Iron Solomon match actually got announced and all that, it wasn't like people were throwing a parade and there was all this fanfare for it. Of course, the what? hardcore fans very, very were all great, into it though. Very great counter, very great counter. So I guess I'm speaking on it. Retroactively, because I know what absolutely because how I know the battle the, came I know out. I know what the battle came out to be. So I guess yeah. the biggest winner walking away from that night was T Top, but once again, make- <laughs> once again, how many times does T Top got to do this for cats still some respect on Terrell's name, man? Hey, man, I think the Arsenal one was just the last straw, honestly. <sighs> Arsenal, I- Rum, JC, how many times he got to do this? Hey, Rum beat Top. And we end the podcast there. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you from the West Bronx, man? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you one of the 576 cats. That's how you're going. Oh, rum nitty. Where's my other phone? I'm outside the top spot like an honorable mention. Oh man, self checkout. <laughs> Say it with me. Self checkout. Say it with me. Self checkout. <laughs> right, and on that note, on check it out, ladies and gentlemen. If you got any emails or any questions you want to ask us, email us at let's talk battle rap at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to this at, subscribe. Leave us a comment. Leave us some question on Apple Podcasts. We need that. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at LTBR Podcast. Follow your boy at Program V on Instagram and Twitter and log on to let's talk battle Yo, we can't thank y'all enough for rocking with us. We truly appreciate the support. From me, France, Dylan, Tim, Cece, all of our supporters, everyone behind the scenes, our family, everyone in the battle rap community. We know this is some weird, kooky, wonky times, man. So hold tight, man. We're going to get through this. And just thank every one of y'all, man, for rocking with us. Until next time, peace.